You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. I've had at least 15 students who have increased more than four grade levels. He used theater as a tool to make great human beings. My expectations are high for all of them. One of the things that I really love about teaching is the fact that every day is sort of unique and different and strange. I got a lot of experience, firsthand experience with student writing there, students who were headed to college, but obviously were not ready for college level writing. It became apparent to me that there was a pretty big gap between what students were capable of doing coming out of high school and what they would be asked to do once they got to college. So after I left ACT, I wanted to address that gap, that problem. We're speaking today with Dr. William Bryant who has a long history of teaching college-level composition, rhetoric, and American studies. He also worked for many years at ACT, the college admissions testing company, as the director of writing assessments. And so, as I'm sure you can imagine, he was pretty much immersed all day, every day in student writing. And he became increasingly concerned by the evident lack of skills displayed in the majority of student assessments. In thinking about how to address the problem, Dr. Bryant researched the literature around college writing and college-ready writing, looking into how writing is being taught at the high school level in general. And then he built a resource for high school writing teachers called College Ready Writing Essentials. This is a classroom resource that can be used in high school or early college writing English and writing classes to help students make the transition successfully in terms of their writing skills and understanding. It's a supplemental course that requires approximately five weeks of instruction. I asked Dr. Bryan to say more about what he was seeing while working at ACT that compelled him to create this resource. These are students who are headed to college, taking the ACT, taking the writing test on the ACT, but clearly not ready for college-level writing. And then, you know, the research really bears that out, too, if you look at national surveys or national assessments like the NAEP assessment, it shows that the majority of students coming out of high school are not writing at a level that's considered proficient. So we sort of have the majority of students coming out of high school going to college and the majority of those students not ready, not writing at a proficient level. So that's a problem. And that's the problem that I'm interested in addressing. And so are those numbers going up? Are we seeing increasing numbers of students unprepared for college in terms of their writing skills? What is, what exactly is the current data on this? Um, it's been pretty steady. The NAEP assessment of writing skills only comes out every now and then. So that's kind of the baseline we have for high school students writing at a proficient or non-proficient level. But the data on, uh, for example, the number of students who need remediation when they get to college, the number of students who... Um, are unable to finish their college degree. You know, those numbers are, are quite high. We have something like half of the students entering college needing rem- remedial coursework, including writing help. A very high number of students who get remedial help don't go on to complete their degrees after six years. So um, it's a persistent problem and it, it's not really getting better. Well, so Bill, those are really discouraging numbers. And I'm wondering in your firsthand research and in your research of the research that was out there, were you, do you feel like you were able to pinpoint why this trend is happening and why students are 
so unprepared? Sure. Well, there's obviously there's going to be a lot of reasons for that. The two things that a lot of them don't have anything to do with instruction, right? There are inequities in our culture. There are disadvantages, environmental factors, family factors, social factors that all impact students, schools, teachers. You know, I want to, first of all, make sure that we don't lay this problem at the foot of high school teachers, for example, because it's a very complex problem. But the research does suggest that there are some things within the control of instructors. There's a lot of evidence that students, for example, don't get the kind of writing experience that they need in order to be prepared for college. I think the research points to two main factors. One is students don't get experience with authentic, extended, research-based essay writing, which is the kind of college that they're, or kind of writing that they're going to be asked to produce right from the start when they get to college. And then the second thing is that high school instruction in many ways is not aligned with the kind of writing instruction that students encounter in college. And so I think to make any progress around this problem and and start to close that gap, we need to find opportunities for students to get experience with extended academic writing prior to college and also um, move high school writing instruction closer to the kind of instruction that students are going to encounter when they get to college. Okay. And so typically the way that English and and writing is being taught in high school Mm -hmm. hasn't been aligned, but it's not a a super difficult fix. It sounds like it's just a matter of adopting the the right strategies and the right resources to make. I I think so. I think, I think you're right about that. Awareness is a big part of it. Um, Understanding the nature of the problem. You know, there are some definite obstacles to overcome uh, in the high school classroom. For example, the emphasis on standardized testing tends to push writing instruction towards things like form over content. Understandably, high school instruction focuses on those skills that can be tested because those accountability tests carry so much weight in how teachers are assessed, how school performance is assessed, and so forth. And so the things that can be tested on in a, in a timed exam include, you know, mostly surface features. There is no opportunity really to do authentic writing where um, a student goes, you know, generates their own topic, their own idea for an essay, does research on that, spends time uh, planning that essay, revising that essay. And so if, if the only experience they get in high school is really oriented towards performance on those standardized tests at the end of the year, then they don't get the, the, the writing opportunities that are going to prepare them for what they're going to be asked to do from the moment they sit down in a college classroom. So part of it is that teachers are narrowing their instruction down to what is going to be tested. And also, I'm guessing that we don't want to assign what we don't have time to grade. That's another big part of the problem. Classrooms are overcrowded. It's just impractical many times to assign a lengthy writing assignment that takes up a lot of time and that would take a lot of time to grade. Just managing those classrooms is a challenge in itself. But I think there are approaches um, that can help to mitigate some of those obstacles. A flipped classroom, for example, gives an opportunity for students to to get the instructional content outside a classroom. And then teachers can use the classroom time to do some of those things that make writing instruction so difficult, like one-on-one conferencing, 
creating that rich feedback loop that student writers really need in order to improve their writing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You said something a minute ago that I would love for you to flesh out for us a little bit more in talking about form over content. Mm -hmm. And I think that we do get that backwards a lot. So we feel like we have to teach. And I'm just using the five paragraph essay as an example, because everybody's familiar with that form that we have to teach that form and then have students fit their content into that form. But I think what we get in that case is formulaic writing, right? We get sort of this fill-in-the-blank style writing, whether that is really what the student has to say or not. Can you talk about what instruction looks like that emphasizes content over form? How do we reverse that? Yeah, I think that the five-paragraph essay, the 11-sentence paragraph, those kinds of formulas have a negative impact on student writing for those students who are going on to college because they're not going to be asked to write that way at all when they get to college. And they're often shocked and surprised that the things that they learned in high school aren't aren't really serving them very well in the college classroom. What they need to learn, I believe, is that the form that their essay takes really needs to serve their project. The number of paragraphs is far less important than are you making the argument that you need to to make? Are you communicating the things that need to be communicated in order for this project to be a successful project? I think a better approach is to help students develop that sense of uh, responsibility and autonomy and choice. They need an opportunity to learn how to select their own topics for writing about, for example. One great reason for that is that they're more engaged rather than being handed a, a, a prompt They're given an opportunity to discover what they care about, do some research on it, and write about something that matters to them. That higher level of engagement really shows through in the quality of their writing. In addition to all those cognitive skills of how do you outline an essay, how do you put an introduction and body and conclusion together, all of that, there are a whole host of non-cognitive and behavioral skills that go along with that. Um, taking responsibility, conscientiousness, becoming intellectually engaged in your own academic work. Those are all essential competencies to successful writing. And when we approach writing from, from the standpoint that students need to learn all that whole bucket full of competencies, then we equip them better for what they're going to encounter once they get to the college classroom. Can you be really explicit with us for a minute and just explain how is writing being taught in college and what are the pieces that that the kids are missing that they're not getting in their high school instruction? Sure. One way to, to think about it is how college writing is conceptualized really determines how we're going to strategize the instruction. And so, for example, there's a mostly cognitive model of writing at work in high school instruction, which says, well, writing is kind of an isolated discipline with a fixed number of skills and processes that in that people learn in mostly in isolation, according to a sort of developmental progression that every individual goes through. And so it doesn't, it's sort of these skills are all sort of irrespective of context or purpose for writing. But when you get to college, Writing is really conceptualized in a different way. Um, It's conceptualized as a kind of process of socialization. That is, 
students learn not in isolation, but as part of a community. And when they write in an academic context, they're stepping into a conversation in which people are already talking about the topic, right? There are people who have published about this topic. There are people engaged in conversations within the community around their topic. And so the mission of a college writer is to understand that conversation and realize that what they're doing as they write is stepping into that conversation and making a contribution. So part of the process is mapping out a variety of perspectives, for example, um, understanding that it's not when you write an argument, it's not just a, a binary. I'm for this. I'm against this. But rather, it's a complex of perspectives that you're stepping into and and contributing to as you step into that rhetorical situation there. Who you are matters. Um, in high school instruction, it's, there's often a de-emphasis on who the person is. You're not even supposed to sort of be present on the page as an individual. But in college, who you are matters in that in that socialization process, in that conversation that you're stepping into. Your identity matters. Your background matters. Your values matter. All of those things are things that you bring to bear into that conversation. So students are given to understand that they can write about things that matter to them, that ideally they will choose matter to write about things that they're passionate about, that they care about, that are going to contribute to their educational objectives or their professional objectives. And that as they do that, they're joining a community of people who are interested in the same stuff and conducting a robust and lively ongoing conversation. And that the students are equipping themselves with the information, with the knowledge, and with the confidence to step into a conversation like that and weigh in in their, their selves and say, well, this is what I think. And, the, and, and then learn how to be persuasive within that, within that conversation, um, learning the tools of persuasive writing, certainly for, for one, but also leveraging their background, their knowledge, their experience, their identity because that's what they're bringing of themselves to that conversation. Is what you're describing pretty universally true across the board in colleges? Does it vary? Well, yeah, I'm sure it varies. The expectations for what a student should be able to do in writing as they enter a a community college are different from entering a big state college, a state university, or entering an elite university you know, there are, there are degrees of, of expectations for mm-hmm. student performance, but I would say universally, people understand that people in college need to be able to produce an extended piece of writing that's coherent, that's well-organized, that meets the expectations of the academic community in terms of um, its presentation, that demonstrates the student's ability to think critically that demonstrates the student's ability to make use of other sources and other information in a productive way. So I think there are some standard things about writing that uh, apply across college classrooms, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of the, the level of the institution. So if I'm tracking well with you, I'm hearing that, that some of the things that high school writers need more opportunities for mm-hmm. is just more writing, quantity-wise, longer extended pieces of writing, authentic audiences, they need to write to more than just their teacher about 
content and topics that are relevant and that they care about that aren't just necessarily based on a prompt? I think that's mostly right. Uh, the, the research really indicates that the most valuable kind of writing experience for students prior to college is experience with extended research-based academic essays. Now, the, the audience for that is there, it's an academic audience, is a kind of, often is a kind of hypothetical academic audience. Their teacher stands in for that, but really who they're writing for is an educated audience who has experience evaluating the quality of communication. When they get to their first year composition course, they're going to be writing for an instructor who sort of stands in for an educated audience, not expecting a high degree of technical prowess or um, high-flown style or anything, but just the basics of being able to communicate effectively in an academic context. That means understanding uh, writing processes. It means understanding uh, the rhetorical situation that you're in, what the task is, what the audience expectations are, who you are as a writer given this task, to be able to know what critical thinking is and demonstrate it in your writing. And then be able to conform your essay to the conventions of academic writing in terms of APA style or how you cite your sources in text citations and, and references and those sorts of things. Those are all the expectations that are placed upon students right from the start, right from their first year composition course. How much better off they are if they know something about those expectations going into that course. And research shows that students with that kind of experience coming into college do better. Are you, I'm wondering if you're seeing trends move in a positive direction because of when we transition to Common Core and the Common Core's um, big emphasis on persuasive writing and more opportunities for academic writing, are we moving in the right direction? In theory, we are. Um, you know, I think the whole standards movement that Common Core sort of stands in for sure did identify some key skills that are important, um, but also left some things out. So, for example, the Common Core does place an emphasis on extended writing. It doesn't give teachers very much guidance as to how to instruct, how to deliver that instruction, how to incorporate it into their classrooms. So that's been a major complaint about it. Another area that is missing from those standards are these non-cognitive and metacognitive competencies. That is, students need to be able to understand themselves as learners, what their strengths and weaknesses are, to be able to look at themselves and evaluate their own performances honestly and effectively, for example. The other thing is that we've got standards on the one hand, and we've got standardized tests on another. And so, if, if the Common Core standards or state standards consortium standards or whatever, say, yes, students should be able to do their own research and write an extended essay. But then the student accountability tests are uh, all about writing it to a timed prompt. And then those tests don't give any opportunity to demonstrate the skills that the standards are really emphasizing. And then if instruction then is driven by those standardized test scores, then that's an incentive for teachers to teach the kinds of lessons that are going to help students perform well on those tests rather than do the kind of authentic writing 
that students really do need. Yeah, that makes sense. So it makes me feel like we as teachers are in a little bit of the same position as our students in that um, the standards show us exactly what we're supposed to shoot for, mm-hmm. but doesn't they don't they don't necessarily give us the tools or the instruction of how to get from where we are to that That's place. Right. And we often do the same thing for our students. We were able to provide models for them and rubrics for them. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as walking them through step by step from where they are as a writer mm-hmm. or with this particular assignment to where we want them to be. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that middle, that, that middle bridge is either non-existent or it's just a mystery. That's right. To our students, right? And they're left wondering. And, you know, I, I worked as I was an, an English teacher and, um, and an instructional coach. And I worked with districts all across the country. And I can't tell you how many teachers, secondary, elementary, even English teachers saying, I wasn't taught how to teach writing. Right. I was taught how to assign writing mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to assess writing. Right. But I was never really taught how to teach writing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of teachers have to rely on then getting involved with their state or national writing project and doing a lot of professional development in their own time to Mm -hmm. actually learn how to teach writing. Is that one of the big challenges that we're facing with this? I I think it is one of the big challenges. It's one of many, Um, but uh, there are surveys um, that indicate that uh, teachers are writing. Many in many cases are not confident in in what they're doing and what they're asked to do, and certainly there's a gap in communication between college writing instruction and high school writing instruction. And so high school teachers often don't really know what's going to be expected of their students yeah. when they get to college. There's no real communication with talking to first year college writing instructors, for example, and and asking them, you know, well. How prepared are these students when they come into your classroom? Um, how much remediation do you have to do in order to get them up to speed? And how well do they perform over the course of that first semester when they're when you're asking them to write, you know, an extended research-based academic essay? How prepared are they to do that? So yeah, you're right. Many teachers are not confident because they haven't been trained mm-hmm. to do that. And there's a big communication gap between high school writing instruction and college writing instruction. How do we bridge that gap? Yeah, I think that that is a very important question and not an easy one to answer. Dual credit writing courses offer an opportunity to to begin bridging that gap where students still have one foot in high school and one foot in in college. What I've tried to do is build a resource that directly addresses that problem, provides um, an approach to teaching college-ready writing that really fills in that gap for for teachers, helps them to understand that this instruction is based on the research uh, around college-ready writing, what it takes to be a college-ready writer, and aligns with the kind of instruction that students are going to get when they get to the college classroom. So if there was a teacher listening who resonated with what I just said a minute ago about feeling like they hadn't really been taught to teach writing and they're teaching the forms that they've been given and they're not really sure whether they're preparing their students adequately or not. This would be a resource that would not only provide that apprenticeship approach for the students, but provide it simultaneously for the teacher. 
That's right. We design college-ready writing essentials to to help build that confidence in teachers so that all the instructional language is there, uh, the step-by-step guide through how students go about constructing a an extended research-based persuasive academic essay. All of that's there so that teachers don't have to ask the question or don't have to, to search around blindly on the internet for resources that they hope are going to fill that gap. Well, it's always lovely when, as a teacher, you can use a resource that not that you're not only confident that you're providing solid, high-quality instruction for your students, but it actually makes you a better teacher. Right. That's the goal for sure, uh, recognizing that there are so many challenges to teaching composition in a high school classroom, all the way from how you manage your time in the classroom to your level of understanding of how writing is taught in college and what your students are going to engage in when they get there. So how would a teacher use this? Our hope is that it would slot easily into an existing course, wherever students are going to be asked to, to do some extended writing. It can be taught in as few as five weeks, or it can, it's flexible enough to be stretched out over a longer period of time according to the needs of the teacher and their students, but really to slot into, say, an English 3 or an English 4 course, as well as um, a dual credit English course or an AP course. It was designed to be a flexible resource that would be comprehensive. You wouldn't need to add anything to it that can slot in wherever you need it to. And that is, uh, you know, has everything you need there, all the instructional language, all the worksheets, all the scaffolding that your students need, a basis for uh, evaluating their work, opportunities for, if, if you so choose, to do peer reviews, to do one-on-one conferencing, all those best practices that research shows are most effective in helping students get up to speed on college-ready writing. Those are embedded and it gives instruction on how to facilitate those. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's an extensive instructor's guide as well as um, all the instructional language that's really speaking to the students. So it's an online resource divided into 25 lessons. Those 25 lessons are divided into planning your essay, drafting your essay, revising and finalizing your essay. And it's all aimed at the student and guides them step by step through that process, but helps the teacher understand. These are the the things to emphasize here. These are the models that can help best help illustrate to students what they need to do, um, how to go about doing it. And these are the the um, the competencies that are underlining those assignments, those lessons, those activities that you're getting your students to engage in. Does it include the content that students are writing about, or is that left pretty flexible? Well, it's really important that students learn how to select their own topics. Mm-hmm. And, and so this resource guides them through that, through that process. Where do you begin? How do you begin identifying things that you might want to write about? And then how do you scope that down into a topic that's suitable for this kind of academic assignment, right? So part of what they're learning through this process is how to scope their own work to the parameters of the task. When they get to college, nobody's going to be there to help them do that, to hold their hand through that. They're going to need a set of skills going on in that says, oh, I understand I have X number of weeks to get this project done. I have a page limit of, say, six to eight pages. I need to cite five credible sources. 
Um, and so I need to manage that project for myself. That's what our resource leads high school students and pre-college students through and actually first year college students through as well. I was going to ask about first year college students, especially because of the statistics you quoted at the beginning of our conversation. So if I'm a an early you know, first year college writing teacher mm-hmm. and I've got in the 70th percentile of my students unprepared to do mm-hmm. the kind of writing that I need right. them to do. Yeah. Forget sending 70% of my class to a remedial class. I just right. need to become that teacher, right? Yes, that's right. So that's why this, this our resource is valuable for that first year of college writing as well. I want to veer for a minute because we have a certain percentage of students who aren't headed to college, mm-hmm. but they're going to be out there on the job market. And mm-hmm. it's a very rare job posting <laughs> that does not include writing skills as one of the requirements. That's right. And so does this also, are we also preparing kids for the job market? I think we are. Um, And that's why, you know, I really designed uh, this resource to be usable in like your English three and English four course, not just advanced placement courses, for example, or, you know, college prep courses or dual credit courses, because, those stu- many of those students are going on to college, but even those that aren't going on to college need to understand, first of all, what would be expected in college so that they can make an informed decision about that. Mm-hmm. And secondly, how to make use of these skills wherever they go, whether it's into the workforce or the military or, or whatever, they're going to be called upon to demonstrate the same constellation of competencies that everybody else is, is going to have to demonstrate just in a different context. That's what makes writing such an important academic discipline here for those students who don't go on to college. When they go into the military, when they go into the workplace, they're going to find that people will reward them for thinking critically, taking responsibility for their own projects, knowing how to manage themselves, um, knowing how to communicate effectively, knowing how to um, be persuasive to other people learning how to um, offer feedback uh, in a socially and intellectually constructive way, no matter what the the circumstance. All of those competencies are wrapped up in writing well. Yeah. And as a first-year writing teacher, a first-year college writing teacher, I imagine this is the resource and the structure that you use probably for the most Mm -hmm. part with your students. And I was wondering if you could share any of your success data, either qualitative or quantitative, either one, as far as seeing students progress or seeing them step into a more confident, self-assured view of themselves as writers? Yeah, I see that all the time. It's hard to get data around it, but as a teacher, you see it all the time, right? And students who uh, come into the classroom, you know, never having been asked to write a multi-paragraph anything, and suddenly struck by the the enormity of the project that they're faced with. How am I, you know, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. Uh, Many of the kids that I teach are, uh, they want to be pilots and uh, engineers and cybersecurity professionals. Um, You know, it's a technical school. And so they don't see themselves as writers and they don't even really appreciate why they need to see themselves or, or develop those skills. But then I give them an opportunity to do that and, you know, plenty of time and space 
to discover what it is they care about, to discover the joys of learning about it for its own sake or, or developing their expertise in the field that they're going to go into, um, and then giving empowering them with tools for thinking critically within their discipline. They become very engaged and very enthused about the work that they're doing. They all really benefit from that opportunity to learn what, what is expected in effective academic or professional communication and learn that they can do that. That's another reason why it's important to emphasize content over, over form. You know, students without good uh, mechanic, language mechanics that think writing is all about grammar uh, and punctuation, they're surprised, they're pleasantly surprised to discover that, well, what we really care most about is the quality of your thinking. Um, is is the, your ability to get across your perspective in an effective and persuasive way. The mechanics will come the more you write, you know, you'll learn uh, more and more about uh, those surface features. But first, let's get in place your understanding that writing is a tool of empowerment for you. And the better that the better you get at communicating and being persuasive to other people and learning what the expectations for professional and academic communication are, then the more empowered you'll be, the better you'll be equipped to advance your own perspective and your own goals. And it's so freeing because typically what, and our mantra used to be, it's fluency and then form and then correctness. And that's typically been taught the other way around, right? Mm -hmm. We want to teach kids all the mechanics, make sure they can spell right. Well, then they're going to feel constrained to only expressing things that they know how to express correctly. So to reverse that has to be so, so freeing for students. And I can imagine too, that once students start to gain some of that fluency and realize that their writing is a tool of empowerment and a tool for thinking, Mm -hmm. that it has a ripple effect across all of their different content areas and all of the different areas of study that they're engaged in at even high school and college level both. Absolutely. They're going to be, as they go on from first year composition, they're going to be asked to write um, business cases, lab reports, uh, technical reports, progress reports, all kinds of different documents. And they need confidence going into that, that they know that they have a set of skills that they can apply regardless of the context, regardless of the discipline, the subject area, the nature of the document that they're asked to produce. You can connect with College Ready Writing Essentials from Better Redder through the link in the episode notes or by visiting edcuration.com and searching College Ready Writing Essentials. Dr. Bryant's company, Better Redder, is currently offering a free pilot opportunity of this super valuable resource. So this fall would be the perfect time to try it out with your students. And while you're visiting us at edcuration.com, you'll also want to check out the one-hour free professional learning exploration led by Dr. Bryant, preparing students for college writing success. You'll receive step-by-step instruction from Dr. Bryant, along with downloadable teacher and student-facing resources and a professional learning certificate for license renewal. If you decide to purchase the program, you'll receive a 10% discount by purchasing directly through EdCuration. Wins on every side. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'd be grateful for a star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please join us again next week on the Ed Curation Podcast, where we're reshaping learning.